0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. It's your host, Pastor Josiah. So glad to be with you, whether you're part of our church here at Crosspoint in St. Louis or not. And if you've been enjoying this podcast, I'm so happy. Um, our sole desire with it is to help everybody get into Scripture. We love the word here at Crosspoint, believe it's our foundation for faith and practice. And so. This podcast is just one of the many things we do uh, to keep ourselves in the Word and grow closer to God, because we believe it's like the main highway. If you were looking to get closer to God, that's where you go. You go to the Bible prayerfully and regularly and faithfully and ready to obey, and you're going to get there. Today we're going back to the Old Testament. Um, We're going back to the big book of Deuteronomy. Uh, Usually people have been... If you've had any exposure to church, especially when you were a kid, you get to memorize in books of the Bible, not the contents, but the names and, uh, the first five books of the Bible is where a lot of us make it, you know, (laughs) as far as how far in we get. And, uh, so a lot of people have heard of Deuteronomy, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers and Deuteronomy. It's the fifth book of the five books of Moses, extremely important book in the old Testament. Um, you know, it's got laws, stories, prayers, all kinds of stuff, and um, it's just a good book. It's funny, It feels funny to say that about a book of the Bible. They're all good, but there's a lot to Deuteronomy, and I do think it intimidates a lot of people because they don't understand the name, which I've been made to understand uh, means second law or the law over again or something like that. And, um, because it takes the law from Exodus and that was given by God to Moses and it repeats it and then elaborates on it. And, uh, that's not all it does, but there's some of that. So anyway, our verse today in the Bible is extremely important to the old Testament. Um, it's just a foundational book. It's kind of like Romans in the new Testament where you just hear so many things and they all go back to, you know, Romans, and Deuteronomy can sometimes play that part in the Old Testament. So before we get out of before you guys figure out how much I don't know about all this, let's just get into our verse. So our verse of the day is Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five, which says, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your might. Now not only does this sound like something Jesus would say, it is something Jesus would say. And I also think it might surprise people if they're being honest to say, I didn't, you know, is the Old Testament where you thought this sort of thing was written? You know, sometimes the Old Testament, if we don't read it very often, we, get, we give in to the prejudice that it's about laws and death and hard things and weird stuff we don't understand and a God who was not grace-based yet. And that he just changed his mind to grace and wanted to be loved when we get to the New Testament through Jesus, which just isn't true, you know. And we would know that if we heard Jesus saying that um, all of the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation point to him. And um, so there was no great change of mind. And this verse is one one of the ways we can say, oh, enough thinking that about the Old Testament. It's just not true. Because, we'll go up for a little bit of context here, but in Deuteronomy chapter 6, God is giving um, Israel the way, um, he's giving this great commandment to them. And it starts in verse 4, so ours was verse 5, and if you go up to 1 to 4, here it goes. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. So there is no God besides God. That's what he is telling them. And you guys know the Bible's hatred for idolatry and other gods and because there aren't any other gods besides God and so on like this. And so he, he's hammering that in hero Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. And a lot of us at least meet and I've met some in my work as a pastor so far. So good. As far as that sounds like the old Testament, you know, down with idols, there's only one God and you need to keep that in mind. What we don't, See, as often, but we should is how he goes right on to say, right next to the fact that God is one, we are commanded, verse five, Israel is commanded, and we are too, because we've been grafted in. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words, verse six, that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So the Lord could not do anything else to to help us understand how serious he was about this, you know, that we should love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And so I don't know if you always do, sometimes I forget to link those two things. I I really want to believe in the right God, and I don't want to have idols in my life because I have so many times I've learned to look to other things besides God, and I've let things become more important to me than God. And it's happened to me a lot, and I've had to repent of it, and I will again in the future, I'm sure. And I think a lot of times it's because um, I don't see right up against it is the fact that God is one and wants and loves me and calls for me to love him with all of my heart and soul and mind and strength. Those things are both important about God is to not only know that he is and holy and important and the number one and cannot be, you know, shouldn't be replaced in our lives, but just as important and married right to that is the fact that we should love him. So now, um, I think, where can we see Jesus in this verse? It feels pretty obvious. Um, the context has been beautiful because it's helped us understand how extremely important this was. And, um, you know, the fact that it was so central to uh, the worship of Israel, and it has to be central to us, too. So that's what the context has done for us. And then we see in verse 5, um, The fact that Jesus was God's expression, that's, so first of all, he loved us, and so he sent, that's what the Bible says, John 3, 16, he so loved us that he sent his son. And then when Jesus was here, people loved him. Not everyone, of course, some hated him and they killed him, but what he was calling for and what he inspired in people who were looking for him is love. They loved Jesus, and he was like, that's right, you should, and he loved them. And so he was saying, and when you love me, you can see this especially in the last couple chapters of John, the Gospel of John, where Jesus makes it explicit, if you love me, you love my Father who sent me. So in other words, you know, Jesus, the face of God, the Son of God, you know, when we love him, we love God. And I, I don't know about you, but it's such a great gift to me, the New Testament and the presence of Jesus and his way and his his personality and his words and the cross and his resurrection and so on like this, that makes me go, yeah, I could love Jesus. And what I'm saying is I could love God, (laughs) you know, Um, I could love God because I see him in Jesus. And so what a privilege, you know, what an awesome thing. Christianity is, what an awesome thing. The gospel is that God would display his character through in his son, Jesus Christ and say, this is who I am. And this is how much I love you. And this is who I'm calling you to love me as you see me in my son, Jesus Christ. And so I feel like I can do that. So I guess what I'm trying to say is not only can we see Jesus in this verse, but even sometimes the fact that I say it's it's a command, you know, hero Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. And then we're commanded to love and We say, oh, it's a command. And it just feels different I think we're the ones doing that. It shouldn't feel different. It just should. This is Deuteronomy 6 and 5 is the declaration at the center of who God is to say, what I want and what I've always wanted is that you guys would love me as I have loved you. And you'll see that repeated all throughout the Bible. Okay. Well, we don't want to get into preaching too much. I thank you for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Church Scripture Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, If you do and you think it would help a friend, why not recommend it to them? For all of you regular listeners and all those downloading these episodes, just know I appreciate it. Because our heart is in it and we just hope you benefit from it. We'll see you next time.